We're taking a peek into geek culture and sharing our top 10 fandom favorites. Let Your Geek Side Show presents Geek Culture Countdown. Hey guys, this is Kitty. And this is Susan. And welcome back to the Geek Culture Countdown. So this week, we're counting down our top 10 mutant telepaths in Marvel Comics. So, today we put our minds to the test to brainstorm a list of some, some of Marvel's mightiest mutant telepaths. These X-Men friends and foes prove that brains can beat brawn, even against the deadliest threats. So without further ado, let's get started. To be honest, I was looking at your notes and I expected a lot worse. <laughs> Like I was looking at, I was looking at like, oh my gosh, how many puns is she going to make in this like opening thing about like putting your mind to it and stuff like that. I was like, oh, not that many. Good for her. Good for her. Thank you. Perhaps I'm rubbing off on you. Maybe you just read my mind. Oh God. <laughs> I walked right into that one. <laughs> All right. So number 10 on our list is the Stepford Cuckoos. So the Stepford Cuckoos are also known as the three-in-one and they are a set of incredibly gifted telepathic triplets who were the stars of Professor X's psychic course at the X-Men Academy. They were cloned from Emma Frost through the Weapon Plus program. And so technically they have a couple of thousand siblings, but there were only ever five of these clones, these Stepford Cuckoos, who were ever awakened. So originally, they were quintuplets. There were five sisters. But two of them, uh, named Esme and Sophie, died in an incident with their rival, Kid Omega. So the three Stepford Cuckoos who are left are Celeste, Mindy, and Phoebe. These are such... such, All right. (laughs) They're such preppy girl names, but all you need to know is that they are... I mean, they are clones of Emma Frost. They are. So you get what you're given. (laughs) And they are identical to one another, and they're super creepy, hence the name the Stepford Cuckoos. They all possess powers similar to their clone mother, Emma Frost. So the Stepford Cuckoos, three in one, are number 10 on our list. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Um, Number nine is actually someone who it's a little controversial whether she should be allowed on this list or not. But number nine is Hope Summers. She was the first mutant born after M-Day. She has a lot of different types of abilities, including telepathy. um, But she mostly mimics the powers of other mutants. And she has been exposed to other, like, humans with superpowers like Spider-Man, but she can't mimic their powers. She can only mimic the powers of other mutants. So she has a little bit of Rogue. She did cure Rogue when Rogue was in a coma. So there's also that. Mystique brought her there. But um, Cerebro exploded the exact moment that she was born, which is why, though, even if you look it up um, on the internet, it says like, uh, Hope Summer's full level of her telepathic abilities have not yet been explored in the Marvel Universe. <laughs> so I feel like that opens up. She is a relatively new character, only about 10 years old in the, mm. in the Marvel Universe. So I feel like Hope hope is hope. So she could uh, open up a whole new level of telepathy that maybe we even haven't seen in mutants that pre- that have come before her. I can't think of that word. Predate? Predate. Or I was Proceed? thinking I was thinking of like predecessor, but that's right. that didn't apply in the context of my sentence. So we, we used all our brain power putting this list together. Absolutely. So you're and we you are get. not high level telepaths, let me tell you. So um, another name for Hope Summers is actually the Messiah. And Ooh. she was debuted in the Messiah Complex X-Men series. So all right, that makes sense. Go. Number nine is Hope Summers. All right. Number eight on our list is another Summers, actually, um, and another a chosen one, if you will. This is Nathan Christopher Charles Summer, who is better known to fans as Cable. He is the mutant son of Cyclops and Madeline Pryor, who is Jean Grey's clone. So he's got he's got some telepathic genes 
Oh, oh God, that one—that oh that was not on purpose. I'm you sorry. You didn't mean to do that. <laughs> it's, just, got... it's just natural. Maybe that's your actual superpower. <laughs> Accidental anyway. puns. Mm-hmm. So uh, Cable first appeared in the New Mutants '87, and he has a really complex backstory that I couldn't fit in one section of notes here. But it takes him through multiple timelines where he was believed to be the chosen one, able to defeat Apocalypse. He has telepathic and telekinetic abilities, but the strength of these powers have varied. In his different appearances, um, he's sometimes it's his powers are preoccupied with keeping his techno virus infection at bay. He's been able to levitate an entire city, and in some instances, he claims that his telep- uh, telepathic powers and telekinetic powers have completely faded away. So it varies every time he appears throughout the time stream. Interestingly enough, he became the like guardian of Hope Summers for a long time mm. as well. And she actually started to like that her telepathy mimics his a lot of times wow. because she's in proximity to him so much and he trained her in all her fighting abilities. So Very cool. number nine and number eight are kind of connected in another way. I think a lot of these characters are kind of connected in, in certain ways. Oh really? <laughs> what makes you say that? Is it because because number seven is <laughs> Legion, the son of Charles Xavier. <laughs> uh, David Charles Holler, the son of Charles Xavier, also known as Legion, has telekinesis, pyrokinesis, telepathy, and the ability to absorb the full consciousness of others. Ooh. Right, because that's not like intimidating at all as a superpower. <laughs> um, in addition, Legion has also demonstrated the psionic abilities of time travel, shape shifting, and a formation of a psychic knife. So he can <laughs> uh, he can basically do whatever he wants with his brain. But the like kind of the coolest and most interesting thing about Legion to me is at, is the fact that he broke into different personalities because one like they didn't know what was going on with him oh. for a very long time. So by the time he was found by the mutants and to and found to be a mutant, he had already broken off into distinct personalities that had various forms of uh, his abilities. Had like they'd taken different personalities mm. on their own, including Jack Wayne, who was the one who used the telekinesis. Cindy used the pyrokinesis, and Jamail used the telepathic abilities that he wow. had. So the sad thing about this is because of his multiple personalities and his un- like his kind of unruly powers, he thought he was killing. Uh, he wanted to go back in time to kill Magneto to stop the whole like brotherhood and everything mm. that happened, and he accidentally killed his dad instead because oh, no. he he's just kind of a little unstable. However, um, well. Okay. However, like Professor X chose to die in that particular timeline. It's very confusing and very complicated. <laughs> There's lots of stuff involving the Bishop and um, Bishop also traveled into. Anyway, you know what? We'll just leave it at <laughs> Legion has a lot of personalities, a lot of powers. He's hard to control. He killed his dad. Bishop got involved and then Legion died. <laughs> Try to wrap your brain around that yeah. one. <laughs> so I'm looking at all my notes and like, well, if I say that, then I have to explain this. And then if I say that, then I have to, you know what? There you go. <laughs> There's the basics. Number seven, Legion. Number six on our list is Quentin Quire. And I'm getting the say sense that five that, times fast. Oh, no. Just wait till I read his full name. Uh, but I'm getting the sense that a lot of these telepaths can tend to have a, a big head about their abilities. And yes, oh my pun God. intended. This is just, this is just. Kitty. <laughs> 
So Quentin Quire is one of the more mar- uh, the more modern Marvel mutants. He was introduced in the new Quentin X-Men. Quire, like, that, Quentin Quire is an urban modern... Like, I can't even it, say it. It sounds like like I am the very model of a modern major general. Like Modern Marvel mutant. Yeah. <laughs> Quentin Quire is the modern Marvel mutant. <laughs> and he was introduced in the new X-Men in 2003. His full name is Quintavius Quirinius Quire. But he's mostly known as... Is he also in Harry Potter? <laughs> He's also known as Kid Omega, who we've mentioned before. (laughs) He is famous for his pink hair and his punkish attitude. And he's an Omega-level telepath and an incredible genius. And he can create psionic physical constructs as weapons, kind of like Legion. So, as if he didn't have a big enough head about all of this already, he was recently the host to the Phoenix Force. Oh, gosh. He had to sacrifice We all know what a great job that Phoenix Force does. Oh, yeah. Nothing ever goes wrong with Phoenix hosts. Yeah. But uh, he actually, in a very, very um, selfless move, he sacrificed his his shard of the Phoenix Force to save Jubilee, who had been thrown out into the sun without her amulet that protects her vampire powers. And he actually restored her her firework powers. So she's not this a vampire anymore. hilarious because I'm just like, do people know she's a vampire? Because she <laughs> oh, was yeah. a vampire. And then now well, she's, she's not anymore. Yeah. Because anyway. But he he sacrificed his his Phoenix Force powers to make sure jubilee was safe i actually like when she was a vampire sidebar anyway it was a pretty cool story (laughs) um but he's also such a strong strong telepath that he was able to exist without a body for a while he was a mind in a jar for a while so that's number six on our list quentin choir wow (laughs) i feel like he should have been higher (laughs) anyway um number five is not the best dude that has ever become come into the X-Men universe, though many consider him to be the first mutant. Uh, number five is Apocalypse. N. Sabah Nur was born nearly 5,000 years ago in ancient Egypt as a member of the tribe in Akaba. He was born uh, with his mutation of gray skin and blue lips and was rejected by his tribe and forced to wander the desert. Um, he has been augmented by alien technology as well as being born a mutant. However, uh, he claims that his whole um, telepathic ability allows him to control his body down to the molecules that exist within it. So he can um, shape change into anything uh, based on like how he molds his own molecules. That's at least what he, he says he can do. He would have to have an incredible understanding of of the molecular structure well, of life. That's, he is five thousand years old. That's so true. He had that. some time to read up. <laughs> he, he's allowed. He could learn. Um, but in addition to that, the shape changing ability, he also can elongate with unlimited range, increase his density um, of his body. He can mimic metals. Um, he can teleport, and he is immune to the effects of age, which obviously makes sense if you can. <laughs> like mentally alter the molecules of your body, obviously you can make yourself forever young. Um, So there you go. Number five is Apocalypse. I was going to get into like more of his details, but I realized again what a convoluted story that would be. So let's just leave it at number five, Apocalypse. These X-Men are like a soap opera. (laughs) I know. I know. So number four on our list is Emma Frost, Emma Grace Frost, the White Queen. She is an Omega-class telepath who is also capable of transforming herself into an organic diamond state because diamonds are a girl's best friend. (laughs) Are they, though? I mean, because Emma Frost, (laughs) not so much. (laughs) That is true. 
She has also been a host to the Phoenix Force, and her abilities are said to rival that of Charles Xavier himself. And she has overcome the likes of other um, mutants like Nate Gray, Kid Omega, and Rachel Summers, and she can broadcast and receive the thoughts of others and alter memories within the brain. And she also has latent telekinesis. But as I, as I was researching this, I just had to think, like, how, how crazy is it to just have everybody's thoughts broadcast into your... I think that every time Cerebro gets brought up. Oh, because, oh, there's, there's got to be, especially for, for a beautiful character like Emma Frost, like to... to you have to have what, blockers. To know what everyone is thinking at all times just... Is, that's horrible. Okay, so one of my favorite instances of how Emma Frost actually handles it is in like, again, I'm, I apologize to people because I know that this storyline a lot of people don't like, but when Joss Whedon was writing, I think it was Astonishing X-Men. Yes. Um, yes. She was dating Cyclops at the time mm -hmm. and he was thinking about Jean Grey. So she projected into his mind that she looked like Jean Grey to mess with him. Oh no. And he was like, oh my God, Jean's alive. And she was like, she was like, no, I just thought that you'd rather have me look like this. And like true, like, Ooh. you know, like, like I ice queen form yeah. that Emma Frost is Ugh. like, it was kind of amazing. Cause I just remember being like, oh, that's cold. <laughs> <laughs> So now Emma who, Frost. Yeah, I was like, so now who's with the puns? <laughs> so that was probably one of my favorite, like, Emma Frost moments where it's like, you heard a thought you probably shouldn't have heard, so you got kind of aggressive about it. I mean, if that's what you're going to use your Omega class telepathy for, that's, that's as good a reason as any. So that is why Emma <laughs> Frost is number four on our list. Number three is Psylocke, also known as Betsy Braddock. Betsy Braddock has a lot of mind abilities, uh, including telekinesis, telepathy, and precognition, Ooh. Um, which is kind of cool. She also is one of those people who can make the constructs out of psychic energy. She usually uses the form of a blade. She was created by Chris Claremont as a supporting character to Captain Britain. In fact, she's supposed to be Captain Britain's twin, which I actually didn't know until right. I was doing this research. Like, I, to me, Psylocke is so different than that, than, um... That I uh, just completely forgot about that whole like, remember, Captain Britain origin. I remember that his last name is Braddock. I, his first name is now escaping me. Yeah. But I, oh, wow. They're siblings. They're siblings. Um, but it was so like a sidebar kind of interesting, maybe only to me story is that there's been a lot of controversy over how she spells her name, oh. uh, whether it is Elizabeth with an S or Elizabeth with a Z. Now, Chris Claremont wrote it with a Z. And then as she was taken over and more developed in like things like New Mutants and Exiles and other storylines, it was transformed into an S. But when Chris Claremont took her book back, he changed it back to a Z oh, and goodness. it's been a Z ever since. So so respect Chris, Chris Claremont is the like moral <laughs> of that story, as I'm very, very well do. Um, <laughs> Does he also spell Betsy with a Z? <laughs> no, he spells Betsy with an S. Um, but Betsy Braddock was uh, trained by Magneto when she was found to be a mutant because he was actually taking over the school at that point in the absence of Professor X. And Sabretooth was the one who actually inducted her into the X-Men itself. Wow. So, no, so. Betsy Braddock, a.k.a. Psylocke, has an amazing history with the X-Men and is a very high-level telepath and telekinetic warrior. So uh, she took our number three spot on the list. All right. Number two on our list. We're, we're really getting up there now uh, with in terms of like these people 
the the power level is increasing so exponentially. I know, I know. But the fact that like even Emma Frost like overcame like half of the list before her, it's just it's getting insane. So number two on our list is Jean Grey. Jean Grey is one of the most notable mutants in all of X Men continuity. <laughs> I mean, yeah. She is another Omega level mutant, and for for those of you who I, I mean, was that's gonna a, say that's we should probably explain what that means since we've used it like six times in this podcast already. Well, if you think about all the X Men, some people get cooler powers than others. I mean, there is the worst X Men ever series was about a kid whose power was to explode only once. So that's a terrible X Men <laughs> power to have. But some of these other hey, mutants, the X gene <laughs> manifests in mysterious ways. <laughs> But Omega level mutants tend to have, they, some of them can have like nigh immortality, these immense telepathic powers, the ability to affect reality. Um, so if you're an Omega level, I mean, that's, that's you're the top of the top X-Men. Um, so she is another Omega level mutant. She was also the physical manifestation of the cosmic Phoenix Force. So we've mentioned the Phoenix Force several other times here. Um, when her powers first manifested, they were so strong that she was unable to cope with her ability. Mm -hmm. I mean... It it just drove it kind of drove her crazy. I call that phase emo Jean Grey. <laughs> so she had to so she had to go to Professor X, who helped suppress her powers and then slowly, gradually reintroduced her powers as he trained her to use them before he eventually reopened her full potential. As the Phoenix, she can rearrange matter at a subatomic level. So uh, take that apocalypse. Take that apocalypse, <laughs> and she can manipulate cosmic energies to disrupt the very fabric of reality itself. So she's so she's like okay in terms of power. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, once you get your hands on that Phoenix Force, it's it's crazy. And so the Dark Phoenix Saga is notably one of like it's a it's been adapted so many times, so many times, and it's it's quintessential for so many people that and I you know don't even want to read it, which you should. Well, if you don't want to read it, don't listen to this podcast. But if you <laughs> too late, yeah, we tricked you. But also, the X Men animated series in the '90s did a mm. perfect rendition of it through um through several episodes in the series. Yeah, so oh, it's gorgeous. Yeah, so Jean Jean Grey is just. Jean Grey Phoenix, um, Marvel Girl was also her other name. Yeah. And she's she's just all over the place, literally, and uh she's just been so She's in the fabric of reality she itself. She is, she is. So of course Jean Grey had to take the number two spot on our list. I would also like to point out that Jean Grey is like one of those characters that even when she's dead in the comics, <laughs> which happens a lot which if your name is Phoenix and you yeah. always rise from the ashes. But if you think about it, she's one of the only characters who doesn't like disappear. She's always affecting the characters right. themselves, including, and I'm segueing into our number one, Charles Xavier. Like she is, she's to to say that she um, exists on a subatomic level is like not even kind of an <laughs> exaggeration because she's like a part of everyone who's around her. But number one on our list was is Professor Charles Xavier because. We wouldn't have all these other characters if we didn't have his school for gifted youngsters. <laughs> he was, you know, the one that brought them all together and started finding mutants. And But in addition to that, he's also a genius level intellect, has vast telepathic abilities. He has mind reading, mind control, memory manipulation, astral projection, which Ooh. we haven't seen on this list yet, um, and actually can attack people psychically, Ooh. which is very cool when you think about it. He doesn't really use it all that often, but, you know. Because he's, he's always such the image of a pacifist, but yeah. he has this he has, immense ability. Exactly. And that's what I think is so crazy cool about him is that he has these immense abilities and only uses them 
we're good. So we put him at number one on the list because not because he's like, because I would actually say Jean Grey is probably more powerful than he is, but because without him, we wouldn't have everybody else. And without Professor Xavier, I mean, Jean Grey wouldn't have been able to cope with her her insane amount of powers. So Professor Charles Xavier takes the number one spot on our list because he's He's everybody's dad. (laughs) He brought us all together. He's the one who makes us all feel okay when we're not. So thank you, Professor Charles Xavier. You're a fictional character, but somehow you transcend that into the realm of reality. (laughs) All right. So to quickly recap our list, just in case you guys missed any of it. Number 10, we have the Stepford Cuckoos. Number nine, we have Hope Summers. Number eight, Cable. Number seven, Legion. Number six, Quentin Quire. Number five, Apocalypse. Number four, Emma Frost. Number three, Psylocke. Number two, Jean Grey. And number one, Professor Charles Xavier. That's a really good list. That is a really good list. Mutants are so cool. And it's funny because we actually fought about this list like, <laughs> and like scrapped it at one point. Like This was supposed to be a podcast months ago. This was and supposed we... to be our first podcast I know, ever. ever. And we were like, <laughs> you know what? We need to not do this one right now. <laughs> But that's okay because I think we had time to to really, it. Yeah, yeah. really sit and think about it. Uh-huh. So all of you guys listening out there, what did you think of our list? We're not mind readers. So if we missed someone that you think should be on this list, be sure to check out our blog and tell us your own favorites at GeekSideShow.com. And that was the top 10. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote the wrong that thing. I'm not a mind reader. top 10 mutant telepaths in Marvel Comics. <laughs> That was the top 10 mutants in Marvel Comics. Thank, or mutant telepaths. Oh my gosh, Kitty, quit wow. while you're ahead. Yeah, I destroyed this. I'm so sorry. Top 10 mutant telepaths in Marvel Comics. Thank you for listening. <laughs> this has been your Geek Culture Countdown. For more ad-free pop culture news and content, visit geeksideshow.com. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to let your geek side show.